Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Show. I am your host, Noelle Olin, a.k.a. the Cajun Libertarian. In tonight's show, we're going to talk about last night's fiery but unifying, very unifying speech. We'll revisit a Clinton advisor that got suicided. A man gets uh, swatted in Atlanta for spray painting something on the gay pride sidewalk. And how close do Americans think we are at Civil War? Next on the Cajun Libertarian Show. So let's get into it. But before that, real quick, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania and you don't like your candidates, go check out Joe Soloski for governor. That's JoeSoloski.com for Pennsylvania governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. JoeSoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. JoeSoloski.com. Also, Joe will be on the show in this weekend. In less than 48 hours, or about 48 hours or so, he'll be on the show uh, Sunday evening at 6 Central. So be sure to check that out as we cover all of American politics, or what we can at least, in an hour. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. One of the things that I didn't mention at first that I wanted to talk about was uh, Jackson, Mississippi right now is making national news because they are completely out of water. They don't have any shower water. They don't have any drinking water. They don't have any well water. They are slapped out of water completely. They are literally giving uh, bottles of water out on the sidewalk and in various locations to get uh, Jackson residents some water. Now, that's going to seem very remarkable and horrible, and it is, to anybody that isn't familiar with Jackson, Mississippi. However, as somebody who has lived in Jackson, Mississippi and near Jackson, Mississippi, uh, we live currently like 20, 30 minutes away. I promise you this is nothing new. Okay, so don't let the alarmists come off. They just picked the story up. You know, the, the news, they just pick and choose what they want to cover. But the fact of the matter is that Jackson's government has been completely corrupt for decades. And their water infrastructure has been terrible for years. They were without water for a long, everyone else, longer than everyone else in the state when we had the freeze just a couple of years ago. Um, they... They just can't get that system together. It's one of the highest tax uh, places in the state. It's got the worst crime. It's got the worst infrastructure. It's terrible. So don't let them fool you. That is no nothing new in Jackson, Mississippi. I promise you. Their water infrastructure is absolutely terrible. And so with that being said, hopefully they can get that together soon because those people need water. But um, if you're in Jackson, Mississippi, which I am very close to it and talk to these people all the time, fire everyone in that government. And stop electing the same type of people over and over and over and over again. These far-left uh, corrupt Democrats just ruining that city have ruined it. And it's like every major city in America really is what they're doing. So nothing new. It's not a new story. But Hope and Jackson can get their act back together. Now, let's jump into this first story real quick. This is from June 6th of 2022. And there's a lot of people that don't know that this happened. And the media just decided to not cover it at all. So a lot of you are going to know this story, and you're going to be like, oh, 
crap, that really did disappear from the media. So let's jump into it. Family of Bill Clinton advisor was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast to the chest at a ranch 30 miles from his home. The family of top advisor to Clinton, Bill Clinton, who admitted Jeffrey Epstein to the White House multiple times during his presidency, is pulling out all the stops to keep details of his mysterious death from becoming public. They have petitioned a judge to prevent pictures of Mark Middleton's death scene being released under the Freedom of Information Act, also known as FOIA Act. So Mark Middleton, who was an advisor under President Clinton for President Clinton and who admitted Jeffrey Epstein to the White House um, several times, they found him dead. Suicide. Death by suicide. Or suicided for everyone that's awake but not woke. <clears throat> um, shotgun blast to the, to the chest and also hanging from the tree. Uh, he reportedly used an extension cord as a noose and created makeshift gallows underneath the tree, which appeared to be there as a failsafe in case the shotgun blast didn't kill him. All right. It was very evident that the shotgun worked because there was a there was not a lot of blood or anything on the scene. Now, make that make sense. It's a shotgun blast to the chest. How was there not a lot of blood on the scene? Uh, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, small incarceration in incarceration <laughs> uh, laceration in the wrong place can cause you to bleed a lot so that right there doesn't make any sense at all uh, you can tell that the shotgun blast was on his chest you can tell that because there is a hole in the chest and pellets came out the back of his back it was definitely self-inflicted in our opinion and that is from the uh, the sheriff's department who also at first was starting to release details and then all of a sudden yeah they decided we don't want to release all these de details and shut down and use this line that you all know of and heard a thousand times uh we can't comment during an ongoing investigation uh, whatever okay late last year dailymail.com exclusively revealed middleton was among the clinton advisors and aides who had let epstein into the white house during the former president's first uh first few years in office the late pedophile made at least 17 trips to the White House between 1993 and 1995, seven of which were authorized by Middleton, who is the guy found suicided with a shotgun blast to the chest and hanging from the tree. In a lawsuit filed on May 23rd, the family admits Middleton committed suicide and says they have a privacy interest in preventing any photographs, videos, sketches, or other illustrative content from the death scene being released. They claim it would lead to outlandish, hurtful, unsupported, and offensive articles being published online. They argued that keeping the footage, footage and files sealed would halt a pro proliferation of unsubstantiated conspiracy theories. Struggle in reading tonight for some reason. Um, I'm sorry, but no. When you cover it up and you shove it down and completely disappear the story, that's what creates conspiracy theories. Not being transparent that does not you see where we're going here this is the same thing with tech censorship right the more and more you continue to subvert people's voices you continue to silence any dissenting opinion that clearly doesn't align with the progressive left-wing media because they're not getting censored the way everybody you know, the other 75 percent of america is um that's what creates conspiracy theories be open be transparent let people know what's going on and they won't have a need to create conspiracy theories unless they just don't have anything anything better to do which that's going to happen anyway but 
This is, yet again, so many people surrounded by the Clintons getting suicided left and right, and yet media refusing to cover it. And I know that, again, a lot of you probably knew about this story um, back when it broke, but I just wanted to revisit it because it's gone now. So, uh, with that being said, what's not gone is Decido. I don't know. You know, I need to reach out to RJ and find out. I don't think I'm saying this right, but it's D-S-Y-D-O. It's a libertarian-owned T-shirt company with designs intended to start a conversation like this one. It reads, Dangerous Liberty Over Peaceful Slavery for all those that will be listening and tuning in later. And if you haven't already, please hit the like button, hit the share button, subscribe to my channel, and then hit the notifications bell so that every time I have a show with great and phenomenal guests or even doing these small solo, solo shows like this, you will catch it and you can get into the comments and engage, and it's a lot of fun. Um, D-S-Y-D-O, DeCito, DeSoto, DeCito, is a libertarian-owned t-shirt company with designs intended to start a conversation. Use code CAJUN15 for 15% off. That's C-A-J-U-N-1-5, CAJUN15, for 15% off your order at DeCito.com, D-S-Y-D-O.com. That's D-S-Y-D-O.com. Go check them out, please, and thank you. Do it. I'm just kidding. But please, yes, do it. All right, so uh, if you have been following the show for any length of period of time, which I do have a pretty large, um, consistent, and habitual audience, which I'm very thankful for. I couldn't, wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for you guys. You guys are amazing. I say it all the time. I'll continue to say it. This, to me, is like an elected position. You could vote with your time and go somewhere else, and you don't. Uh, you choose to hang out with me. So that's amazing, and I love you very much, and thank you very much for it. But that being said, just a few weeks ago when I came back off of my break, I reported about a, a UK police say British Army veteran was arrested because anti-LGBTQ social media posts, quote-unquote, caused anxiety. Now, what he had done was he had posted uh, a picture of, like, a swastika and the little things, I don't know what you call them, that come off the swastika. It was all, it was all gay pride colored, right? So it's, like, naturally um, or essentially, like, you know, a gay pride swastika. And they arrested the guy for it, which is astonishing. I mean, there's no freedom of speech at all right there. That's uh, horrible. And they literally arrested him because it caused anxiety. And I said, we need to squash this now before it keeps, before it begins to start becoming a thing over here in this country. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has already begun. SWAT team sent to arrest a Atlanta man who spray painted swastikas on the LGBTQ rainbow sidewalk. SWAT team. This dude got swatted for spray paint. This unbelievably authoritarian and tyrannical. A SWAT team was sent to arrest a Georgia man who spray painted swastikas on an LGBTQ rainbow crosswalk in Atlanta. On Wednesday, the Atlanta police LGBT, I think this was a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry, I didn't save the date on this one. That's my bad. Um, on Wednesday, the Atlanta police LGBTQ liaison unit, yes, you heard that right. There is literally a liaison unit for LGBTQ. God, if that wasn't a protected class, there's no such thing as one. What are you? This is ridiculous. Uh, they were first alerted about a symbol that appeared to be a swastika spray painted at the intersection of 10th Street and Piedmont Avenue, according to Fox News. The Atlanta Department of Transportation immediately scrubbed the hate symbol from the crosswalk. However, another swastika was spray-painted on the same LGBTQ rainbow crosswalk. An unnamed man was caught on surveillance video and a dash camera spray-painting swastikas 
on an on Atlanta police chief, uh, or I'm sorry, on a crosswalk branded with LGBTQ rainbows in Midtown Atlanta. The police chief of of Atlanta said, and so this is just this is insane what, what's happening. Uh, I saw the pictures too, by the way. The picture of it, the swastika was basically like maybe a foot. I mean, it might have been like for those of you listening later, a foot by foot, maybe foot and a half by two feet. I don't know. It was not big. Just a little white, tiny swastika on the uh, on the rainbow crosswalk. <clears throat> Quote, this is an unacceptable act in the city. Anywhere in the city or in any form where citizens are targeted by hate, uh, the this department is aggressively looking now for the individual who did this. When the suspect wouldn't come out, Atlanta police SWAT teams were requested to come to the scene and continue to try to make attempts to contact the suspect. The uh, TV news station reported WSB-TV. I'm sure that's a local Atlanta radio station or a TV station. Quote, roads swastika when you have, uh, I'm sorry, roads in the area were blocked off as officers worked to get the man out safely. Quote, when you have a swastika, when you have a home, when you have homophobic, ugh, cannot talk today. When you have homophobic graffiti, of course, it's a hate crime, the officer said. The motivation is to intimidate. The motivation is to spread hate. And this city doesn't have any room for hate. And this police department doesn't tolerate hate. So it's a hate crime to spray paint on a sidewalk. And that, ladies and gentlemen, means that you should be swatted by the police department. What they said at the end there. The motivation is to intimidate. No, you swatting somebody over spray painting on a sidewalk, that is intimidation. Full stop. This is absolutely tyrannical. This is authoritarian, it's tyrannical. There's no excuse for it. I don't care who you are. If you're supporting this, you do not support liberty at all because this is a nonviolent crime. Uh, words are not violence. Full stop. That's ridiculous. Violence is violence. And this is just stupid, okay? Uh, yeah, I agree. He shouldn't have done that. That's ridiculous. Don't do that. You're not going to solve any issues that way. You're not going to help bring anybody to this to the table to talk and have a conversation about what's happening like that. That was a very idiotic and stupid thing to do. But you don't get swatted for it. It's amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. How far are we falling and how fast? All right, let's move on to the next story. But before we do, I'm going to need you guys to go to Gap Armory. GapArmory.com. G-A-P-A-R-M-O-R-Y.com. GapArmory.com. Gap Armory carries a wide variety of parts and accessories. Whether you're looking for build kits for 3D printed firearms, optics, outstanding level for body armor, or anything in between, they have you covered. Gap Armory is libertarian owned and operated. They also accept Bitcoin. Gap Armory has the gear you need to bridge the gap in your defense preparedness. Get what you need today at GapArmory.com. That's GapArmory.com. G-A-P-A-R-M-O-R-Y.com. GapArmory.com. Thank y'all for sponsoring the show. It literally helps me pay the bills in this in time of rec in this time of record high inflation. You all know it's been very, very tough, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. Uh, and neither does this. This is some scary stuff right here. <clears throat> some of you may have heard this already. But just in case you have not, let's talk about it. 
energy company locks smart thermostats at high AC temp on sweltering summer afternoon, and company defends decision. Utility company XL Energy locked out tens of thousands of Colorado residents from changing the temperature on their thermostats Tuesday, all in the name of conserving energy. The high temperature in Denver nearly broke 90 degrees on Tuesday. Naturally, residents wanted to crank up their air conditioning for a respite from the sweltering heat. But more than 20,000 people quickly learned that they didn't have the ability to turn down their thermostats because their utility company remotely locked their AC temperature at nearly 80 degrees. I think it reads on later, it's at 79. This is incredible. This is incredible. This is what we've been telling you about. This is why they want you in electric vehicles. Don't be daft, okay? This is why. This is why they're pushing ESG, environmental, social justice, and governance uh, scores. It's just social credit scores. They want you on public transportation. They want you in electric vehicles. They want you locked into the system so that they can shut you down whenever you get out of line. <coughs> and man, does that ring true today after that speech last night? But staying on this one for the moment. Resident Tony, oh, this is in Colorado. Oh, I said it, Denver, Colorado. Resident Tony Tallarico told the TV station that when he went to his thermostat, he saw a message explaining it had been locked due to an energy emergency. Quote, normally when we see a message like that, we are, we are able to override it, he, he explained. In this case, we weren't. So our thermostat was locked in at 78 or 79. Incredible. Emmett Romine, or Romine, or Romini, one of those. Vice President of Customer Solutions and Innovation defended his company locking thermostats by noting the program is voluntary. It's a volu quote, it's a voluntary program. Let's remember that this is something that customers choose to be a part of based on the incentives, he told the radio station or TV station, KMGH. It helps every, quote, it helps everybody for people to participate in these programs. It is a bit uncomfortable for a short period of time, but it's very, very helpful. The reason for the ener in, in, oh, energy emergency, good grief, he told the news outlet, was an unexpected outage in a nearby city, hot weather, and high AC usage. Now, part of what I didn't put down here was um, if you go and look at it, right, when he talks about it's a voluntary program, it's literally like the finest print of crap, right? They give you, uh, if you get a, if you agree to a program which has a whole bunch of stuff in it, right, then you'll get like a $100 rebate or discount right out the gate, something of that nature, um, you know, but it's, it's quite incredible. <coughs> but this is what they want. They want to be able to control every single aspect of your life. So maybe some of this tech ain't the best idea I'm starting to deduce to because that is really bad. I can tell you right now, if they locked it down here in the south at 79, 80 degrees, that's going to be a bad day. That's going to be real bad for a lot of people because it gets real hot down here. So the, the, maybe don't tap into their system. I don't know what to tell you here, but uh, spreading awareness is the first part, and then we can uh, nip it in the bud. So if you're in Colorado, make sure that you're you know, talking to your senators and people because obviously – Energy departments have a monopoly. They're tied right into the government. You don't really get a choice. So, I don't know what you do about that, but 
I imagine that since they're working so closely hand in hand, very almost fascistically, that energy can be swayed by public if you put pressure on your elected officials. So, Denver, go do your thing. Do not let them do this. Let's set a precedent in Denver. Let's send a message and say, no, this is unacceptable. We control our temperatures. This is the first world. What are you talking about locking people out of their ACs? That's insanely ridiculous. It's just, it's very frightening. It's very alarming considering everything going on with the Great Reset and the quote-unquote climate change stuff. Um, I'll call them climate alarmists because I really like that label. But they are, they're worse, they're more, they're, they're worse conspiracy theorists than the, uh, than the QAnon people. And those guys are really bad. Uh, those those two look in COVID cultists. All three of those cultists look exactly the same to me, just different ideologies. But yeah, very 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 bad stuff. So let's get on to the last story that I wanted to cover today. It's going to be a very short episode. I'm going to try to keep it at 30 minutes, um, and we'll see where it goes. I originally wanted to do this on Wednesday, and I just didn't make it back in time because I really want to record this personal show, and then um, or this particular show and drop it later on in the evening instead of going live. Part of that is to keep it short. Um, a lot of people can tune in, catch the little news, and I'll engage in the comments with you when I post the video live later. All right, final story. Poll finds 43% of Americans believe it's likely civil war will break out within the next 10 years. And my goodness, did last night's speech not help that. It's almost like they want it to happen. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Between the Alex Jones verdict and the Trump raid. This government either wants silence or violence, and we can afford to give them neither. Be loud, be smart about it, and stay peaceful because they want this violence. Because then they can just rain down all the um, authoritarian control that they want. They just need one excuse. They're already, they're, they're sharks smelling blood in the water after 1 6. So do not be violent. Do not initiate violence at all. Please, please, please. A new poll of, of 1,500 American citizens found that 43% of them think it's likely a civil war will break out over the next decade. The poll conducted last week by The Economist and UK-headquartered analytics firm YouGov found that 55% of self-identified strong Republicans believe civil war is at least somewhat likely, while 40% of self-identified strong Democrats felt the same. So 55 strong Republicans said yes, 40% strong Democrats also said they believe a civil war is coming very soon. <laughs> Excuse me. Meanwhile, 39% of those who said they were not very strong Democrats, 40% of those who identified as independents, and 45% that indicated they were not very strong Republicans all answered the same. So people that weren't even strongly related to politics are saying they feel like that that's how divided and toxic our country is right now, that they believe within 10 years there will be another hot civil war. And let me tell you something. It's nothing short of miraculous and incredible that we made it out and became a superpower of the out of the first civil war. No chance we stay that or we survive another one. This can't happen. We can't do this. We need to be able to talk. About one-third, or 35%, of those polled said such an internal conflict is unlikely or not at all likely, while 22% are unsure. 
So almost 22% say they're unsure. And that's very close to the 35% that say unlikely. So, I mean, again, these are polls. It's only 1,500 people, but it's still very frightening. This can't happen. Meanwhile, three out of five of those polled felt that political violence and division in the U.S. would increase over the next few years. Few saw the situation improving, with only 9% that political violence would diminish. 9% of 1,500 people said that they think it's going to calm down. 9%. That is terrifying. Earlier this month, President Joe, and listen to this. Listen to this really closely, okay? This is from August 31st, 2022. Literally two days ago. <coughs> Three days ago. Two days ago. April, or August 31st, 2022. Keep that in mind now when I read this next uh, paragraph. Earlier this month, President Joe Biden met privately with a group of top historians who warned him that the current state of affairs at home and abroad was comparable to the eras that preceded the American Civil War and World War II. So this guy literally just had a meeting with historians, and they're saying, hey, you got to find a way to calm the temperature of the room down because this is getting yucky and bad. What does he do? He gets on stage last night and says over half of the country are extremists and freaking domestic terrorists or are close to it. Recently, NBC News reported on a spike in online mentions of civil war among far-right extremists and supporters of former President Donald Trump following the FBI's raid (coughs) on his Mar-a-Lago residence on August 8th. In these right-wing, this is a quote, in these right-wing and extremist spaces, they interpret the Mar-a-Lago search not as a legitimate legal process, but as the first shots fired by a war from the federal government, a researcher with the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism told insiders Laura Italiano. Oh, by the way, this is from Business Insider. I don't know why they keep trying to pin all of our political violence on, on Trump supporters. We saw what happened during the Summer of Love. It was Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, the people that hijacked the actual real movement and turned it into a Marxist communist pile of trash. That was worse political violence than we've ever seen or in a while anyway, or, you know, at least since there's a lot of instances we could go over. So I don't want to make a broad sweeping statement like that, but in recent memory, that was worse. That was way worse than January 6th. And it was for months. Many people died billions of dollars in destruction that was political violence. But yet, uh, the, the media wants you to believe it's all coming from one side. No, fam. We know better. And we're not buying that brand. Because all you're doing is trying to sow division amongst everybody. And believe you me, like I tweeted about last night. Here, I'll read you the tweet directly. Give me one second. Don't be fooled. When this administration says... Right-wing MAGA Republican extremists, that is not what they're talking about. They're talking about any demographic that stands for individual liberty and against more government interventionism. That's a fact. They're just using the MAGA crowd as a scapegoat to squash dissenting opinion. Full stop. Full stop, absolutely. Not only that, but any chance they get that they could push these people over the edge and start violence so that they can come in with their broad-sweeping authoritarian reactions to it 
This cannot happen. This cannot happen. Civil war cannot happen. And we can't give these evil dictatorial tyrants any more power. And the way to do that is mass non-compliance. Being civil. Some will call it civil disobedience. Other people have fought back on that term saying we're not disobeying anything because they're the ones breaking the law. Which, hey, that is a valid point because that is very accurate. This government has blatantly violated the Constitution for decades or a century more. And they continue to do so. They just did it this week again. They do, and then, and then they get up there, Joe Biden gets up there and talks about the rule of law and the Constitution and our democracy. He said democracy like over 35 times last night. This isn't a democracy. It's a constitutional republic that's a democratic, uh, it's a democratic process. But we are not a democracy, okay? And he stands up there talking about the rule of law and the Constitution. Bruh, that is absolutely insane. There's nothing constitutional about you whatsoever. You hate the Constitution. It stands in your way of being absolutely 100% fascistic, tyrannical, and dictatorial. It is not your friend. It's our friend. It holds you back, not us back. Okay? Now, that being said, I love you very much. I will see you Sunday night. I actually see y'all in the comment section when I drop this show later on tonight. Don't forget, if you haven't already, my friends, hit the like button, hit the share button, subscribe to my channel, tell your friends, and hit the notifications bell. You can catch me all on <coughs> um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and basically anywhere you can get your podcast. <coughs> Excuse me, I have an anchor. You can subscribe to the anchor. And you can drop me anchor call-ins, and I will air them on this particular solo show every time I do it every week. This will be a once-a-week show. I'm still fighting over whether or not it will be on a Wednesday or it will be on a Friday. And if we have any breaking news, I might just do a breaking news special on that Friday as well. However, please subscribe. Go to uh, all the podcast areas. Download my show. Leave me a five-star review telling me how great the background is, how great – I don't know why I keep doing that – how great – my guests are, even if you don't like me, that's fine. I love you all very much, and I will see you all very, very soon. And I am almost, there I am, out.